Welcome to Hearsay Social on the Air, episode 66. We love to make great products. Our mission is to make the world more open and connected. Google's mission is to organize Yahoo is about the past and future daily I'd like to let Macintosh speak for itself. Now, the research program that I was trying to describe more difficult inventions. I Around the clock, America's deep mind. More than 20 years ago, the radio was learning to talk. Coming to you from our world headquarters in San Francisco, welcome to Hearsay Social on the Air. I'm Victor Gaxiola. And so here we are, um, exciting announcements earlier this week regarding the introduction of Hearsay Messages, which is part of our uh, predictive omni-channel suite. So looking at this year of 2015, we've had a number of announcements. And so joining us today, we have Yasmin Zarabi, VP of Legal and Compliance. Welcome, Yasmin. Thank you, Victor. And we've also invited a first-timer here. We've got our Vice President of Product, Mark Gilbert, to talk about hearsay messages. Thanks, Victor. So we announced earlier this week uh, the rollout of hearsay messages as part of this uh, predictive omni-channel suite, which we've been really excited. I know that a lot of work goes into developing products and you know establishing the vision for where we think the industry is going. So I wanted to bring you both in to share a little bit of the story behind the story as it relates to the strategy behind uh, the rollout of hearsay messages and how it fits within our entire suite of products. So could you share a little bit about the vision that we've had all along and how we're servicing the financial services market? Yeah, definitely, Victor. Um, So, you know, starting from a while ago now, I guess a few years, we've been looking at how are people in the financial services industry, and for us that's often, you know, advisors, agents, reps, using digital to help service their clients and build their relationships and find new clients as well. Uh, You know, we started off with social, which is a fantastic uh, channel for relationships. It's changed the way that, uh, you know, a lot of people interact online. Like everyone understands that. And for anybody who uses relationships or has relationships as part of their day-to-day business, um, it's been very critical. So moving past social, though, we've realized that, you know, it's not just about making people aware and talking with them on social, but, you know, they, these, these relationships need to be nurtured. Mm-hmm. People want to easily go out and work with them. Um, digital is pretty confusing for a lot of people, even if people know how to use it at home personally as a consumer, if you know how to use Facebook as a consumer, um, how you use it for business is relatively different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's really for us what the suite is all about. It's about easily enabling agents, advisors, reps to use digital in a way that's very efficient for them, that's very effective for their business and allows them to get a really a 360 degree view of their clients and what they're doing and what they prefer to do um, in a single place. Mm -hmm. And so messages for us is a very natural extension to that. It's our fourth product, which we're super excited about. And obviously, because we're in the financial services space, everything we do has a pretty strong compliance and governance aspect to it just Mm -hmm. because of the way the industry is regulated. Right. And just uh, for for clarification, when we look at the uh, predictive omni-channel suite that we're talking about, we started the year with the social product, which has been 
basically what we've had for a number of years now was yeah. Hearsay Social was bu built on the social program. Uh, in February, when we announced the predictive social suite, at least initially, we came out with Hearsay Sites. So it was the website delivery. So now we had two products. About a month ago, we released Hearsay Mail, and then t uh, this earlier this week, Hearsay Messages. So it's four separate products. So a lot of work in the product and engineering team, I'm sure that goes into that. So one of the things I find really exciting about the release of Hearsay Messages is that, you know, having worked as an advisor in the past, I know through my colleagues and the people I work with, not everybody necessarily had a website. And perhaps not everybody was using social as much as they probably should. Um, but everybody is texting. Everybody is using, you know, a way of communicating with each other through their smartphone. And so when it came to the considerations of bringing this product into the mix, I was kind of curious, does it fall along the same lines as some of the compliance concerns that come up with social, with mail, and also with uh, sites? Absolutely. So um, SEC and FINRA and, you know, financial services rules around advertisement and communications with the public affect every electronic digital communication. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter whether it's on social, it's on email, um, it, and also it includes text messaging, IM messaging. Mm -hmm. And therefore the same rules with regards to pre-review, um, content of the message itself, record keeping apply to text messages as they do to the other channels mm -hmm. of communication. Mm -hmm. So Mark, walk us through when it comes to, you know, hearsay messages, what exactly is it and what does it look like for the end user? Yeah, it's a good good question. So hearsay messages, it's very interesting for us because it's a mobile application. So it's our, mm -hmm. our first mobile first application as part of the suite. And it's really a mobile messaging application that looks and feels uh, very much like the native, you know, um, text messaging apps on the phone. So, mm -hmm. you know, iMessage on the iPhone and the Android messaging application. And uh, it works for Android and iPhone initially now. And the way it works is it basically sits beside your, your native application. And just like with email, it gives you essentially a work phone number for texting. Mm -hmm. And so if you're an agent or an advisor and you know, you're, you're texting your spouse or friends about where you wanna go for dinner and things like that, you'll use the normal messaging app that you do today, the texting app. And if you're texting a client or a prospect and want to have anything to do with work, work-oriented conversations, even meeting up with clients, um, you'll do that from this application. And the look and feel uh, is very similar. It's meant to be very comfortable. And, uh, and what it will do is it has the safeguards in place. As, you know, as Yasmin was mentioning, the regulation you know, applies to text messaging um, the same and, frankly, even more in, in a number of ways than it does to the other channels. And so we can do that in a way where we have all the right archiving we have the right safeguards in place so large mm -hmm. organizations can use it safely. And uh, it's very clear for the user, for the agent advisor or rep, if they are on a work channel or not. In mm -hmm. the same way that if I check my Gmail or Hotmail account versus my Hearsay account, I know, you know that one of those email accounts is for work and one is for, for personal. So the advisor would have an application on their smartphone, and it's both for iOS and Android, correct? Yep. And so they would be able to open that, communicate with the client. Now, from the client or prospect perspective, however, it's coming across as an SMS message, right? So they, the client or the prospect doesn't need to have an application themselves to communicate with the advisor. Yep, that's exactly right. It comes out as a text message for them. So they have no, no kind of idea that it's going through this, you know, work, um, you know, through the, through the hearsay messages application because it comes to them as a text message. 
However, um, because it's coming from the advisor's work application will come in as a, as a number for them, which they can associate to the advisor for work. So thereby uh, kind of differentiating between, let's say, a work number versus, let's say, a personal number. Yep. Right? Because I think right now, one of the things we've seen a lot in the industry is that people are walking around with two phones. Yeah. And so will this address the two phone? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's almost a software solution mm -hmm. for the two phone problem that's existed in the industry. And similarly, you know, the other thing we've seen is where people have one phone and they're, you know, not supposed to be texting for work reasons, uh, <laughs> which is pretty common in the industry. You know, we, we now give them an easy way where when we started look like when we started diving into this and looking into it, you know, we've had a number of our, our clients ask us to do it and or, or to investigate it. And, you know, you ended up with this problem before where, you know, adv advisors wanted to use text messaging for work reasons because, you know, they have a lot of in-person meetings. It's very effective to meet up with people, remind people they answer, get quick answers. Mm -hmm. um, the challenge of it is they don't want to open up all of their personal messages as well to an archive for uh, obviously very good reasons. And so this solution for us gives us a, yeah, essentially a software solution that from a texting point of view appears as two apps, two addresses, um, without having to give you two phones. Hmm. Great. I just wanted to, yeah, touch upon what Mark said. I think this is a brilliant way of handling the privacy issues around archiving um, messages and how you distinguish between personal versus business mm -hmm. um, we know with social we solve that problem by saying you know you, with Facebook for example you separate your personal Facebook um, account and you create a, a, a business page um, with Twitter you can have various Twitter handles and therefore uh, for text messaging with more and more BOYD programs now rolling out with financial firms um, the issue was how are you going to distinguish between a personal message versus a, a business uh, message and how do you supervise an archive mm -hmm. by giving this business number through the same device you address that privacy issue mm -hmm. and um, you're compliant with the regulatory financial services regulatory requirements that you're only supposed to supervise and archive business as such communications mm -hmm. well i love i mean i love obviously we did our homework and, uh, you know, in, in looking at the fact that we've got this experience with these other products and social being where we've spent most of our time, it's made a little bit easier for us to look at the adoption of additional tools that we can add to the overall value proposition that Here's a Social uh, provides to the marketplace and very specifically to the financial services market. Um, I know we also wouldn't roll something out, and as you said, Mark, without customers at least uh, indicating that there'd be an interest in this kind of product. And so I'm curious, as you've gone out to the field and not so much battle-tested, but at least having these conversations, what's been the reaction so far? Yeah, it's a good question. We This product, I would say, out of all of our products, has probably had the most, um, you know, we've gotten the most requests from clients before even starting this product to look into the space, as I mentioned, because it was just a, it was a very hard problem for them where they know, you know, they know people are doing it and they want a solution for it. Um, so as you'd imagine, as we go out and demoed it, showed people, uh, the feedback's been extremely positive, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. It's simple. Um, it, it works. It's easier to manage than a number of other solutions. Um, so that, that's been very positive. You know, from an agent, advisor, and rep point of view, they love it because they, you know, they, their goal is to make sure that they're getting answers to questions and that when they're meeting with people that, that they're there, mm -hmm. right, that they're showing up and, uh, and confirming those things. And so it, it's very powerful for them. Um, it seems to have the right balance of, 
you know, supervision and governance that the companies want without, as Yasmin was mentioning, the, the privacy concerns. And that's always a balance. Like as we see in the regulation, you know, especially in the financial services world, we do start to see this, you know, mild tension between archiving and governance and supervision of everything along with someone's privacy. And so this this is, has solved that, which is which is great. We've gotten very, very positive feedback from clients on it so far. So, you know, we're starting to roll some out in the next uh, in the next short while, and we'll get you know a lot more user feedback, which is always exciting for us on the product team. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, so good. And we've been using it internally now for quite a while as well, and that's uh, obviously you know allows us to smooth out the product as much as we can. With Mark, though, we capture all his messages, yeah. private <laughs> or personal. <laughs> well, as it being part of this predictive omni-channel suite, how does it integrate with some of the other products that we've rolled out? Yeah, so it's a good question. You know, as we look at the suite, the you know, there's there's kind of three big anchor points to it for us that really connect everything. Mm-hmm. And there's more integrations, but really for us, you know, one one is from a corporate point of view, we want a single supervision dashboard and view across things and that uh, it's fully integrated in so you know you can apply workflows you can apply different workflows to it you can organize it by you know line of business set different policy all those things so that's very powerful so ideally with this you know as companies are rolling out different channels the load on the supervision team isn't going up very much Um, the other thing we see very clearly with compliance teams is they very much make decisions based on the individual so, you know, there's some obviously bad statements that they obviously that they, they stop. Um, there's a number of communication that's obviously harmless, but there's a number of things in the gray area. And so for, you know, for a supervision person to be able to look at an individual like Yasmin, as an example, and look at everything that she's done and start to decide very quickly across her mail, you know, social activity and messages, whether she's, um, you know, communicating appropriately or not is very powerful. So that's one integration. Um, the second one for us, um, which is not in the first version, but coming out very shortly after that is, is content again and, um, you know, Mm -hmm. and getting that into the library. And the, the reason that's very powerful is again, you know, from a supervision point of view, and there's a whole set of consumer protection, um, you know, laws and guidelines that come in around messaging as well, which, which make marketing a lot, um, you know, more specific and kind of controlled around what you can do and not. And so having that capability again with a, with a library where you know what's in there, you know what's approved, you know what's not, you can control that, allows our customers to be very targeted on how they want to enable messaging and mm-hmm. what purposes they want to use it for. So that's another big piece for us. And then you know with that as well, admins will get full view across content and what's getting used across what channel, what types of people are looking at it on what channel and everything else. And then the third thing that we're most excited about, at least for me, is, um, you know, is we're now starting to also take that back from a contact point of view, and we can start to see which contacts are engaging on what channels. And the thing that's interesting with us with messages is that we see more, and this is probably true for for most of your audience, you end up in more conversations and messages every day than almost anything else. And Mm -hmm. so I get more email probably than I do one off, but like I don't respond to, you know, nine of the 10 emails I get. I actually engage in conversations and more conversations. And so for us, that higher frequency who are you engaging with? How is it? Is it, you know, what's going on is very powerful for us and very powerful for the agents, advisors, for the users, because they get a really good view. You know, it's, it's a very important data set around what is this client or what is this relationship and how are they doing? And that, you know, as you'd imagine, is very powerful for us feeding it back into the predictive aspects of the suite, because the more we know about a relationship between an advisor and their client or a prospect, the more we can recommend, the more we can advise and, and frankly, automate for them and simplify. Right. 
Right. And it was, uh, you know, statistically, I had this in front of me in my notes here, and I think that this is what you're talking about, is that we show that on average 98% of texts are usually opened, yeah. and 90% of those are actually read within the first three minutes. So really goes to how people are actually consuming data and information and how they're communicating normally. So whereas the content pieces are likely to come later, yep. that at least initially most of those conversations, much like my dentist, he actually sends me texts to remind me of my appointment confirmations, gives me an opportunity to change it if I want. And I really appreciate it from the because I know I'm going to get that message as opposed to cutting through the clutter of, let's say, multiple emails. Yep. Um, he's getting me right where I live, right in my handheld. And then it, and I, I got to tell you a couple of times, Mark, that's come in. And it's like, oh yeah, I do have a dental appointment. I got to go back and check the calendar once again. So I see this as a real great um, opportunity and tool for advisors to communicate uh, on a regular basis with their clients to confirm appointments, to have them call them in, to say if they have any specific conversations that they need to have. In a compliant manner. In a compliant manner, of <laughs> course. It always in a compliant manner. So what does it take for an organization to get set up? Um, it's actually relatively straightforward for us. Um, in a company. So anyone who's using any of the suite today, mm -hmm. you know, we already typically have integrations with their archive, you know, if they have one like their worm storage. Um, if they're if they're pretty large organizations, they they normally have single sign-on integrated with us. We'll have their hierarchy, so essentially the way that their lines of business and their organization is structured as part of our system. So all of those things uh, just immediately map over and work right away. The two biggest things really are, one is just any organization figuring out the policy and what mm -hmm. type of communications they want to allow. And that could be anything from saying, look, we want to allow you know communications with our clients in certain ways, whereas prospects and in other ways, you know, we want it to be informational around things like appointments and things like that, but we want to avoid other types of communication. And, you know, getting that configured is fairly easy um, for large organizations to understand what they want to do there is always harder. Mm -hmm. And because this is still relatively new, um, you know, a lot of them take a bit of time to figure out what what they really want to start off with. Right. Do they want to dip their toe in the water? How many steps do they want to take You know, at the start? So getting that figured out is probably the biggest piece for them. Mm -hmm. And then the deployment of the software is uh, is is simple in a really good way. But as a large organization, you know, is always getting, um, you know, thousands of people to do something, um, you know, it takes a bit more time. So what we're seeing now is we see some, some, some of our clients that want to go do very large deployments quickly because it's been a, a burning problem for them. Um, we see other ones, you know, taking, you know, hundreds of people trying to get them on and kind of validating the policies and validating, you know, the deployments and everything else with it. But from a technical point of view, which is great for us, it's, it's actually, um, it's almost instantaneous. Like, you know, we could, we could get someone up and running in minutes. Wow. Wow. And so from, uh, from the standpoint of contacts, because it's only like social, it's very effective if you have many contacts, how does the contact system work? Is it pulling directly from the phone contact list? Or? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So there's, there's really two big lists that, that we use. One is we do pull from the contact list on the phone. So if anybody has, you know, all the contacts already on their phone, they can text any of those people, um, assuming that's, you know, enabled through the policy. And uh, from a from an agent or advisor point of view, it's it's extremely simple. They just go, they find them, they click, and they go. And then similarly on the back end, we actually keep a list of contacts, so name number matches, um, for two reasons. One is to run different policies on things. So as an example, if a if a client wants to, uh, you know, if an organization wants to run different policies on numbers they know, again, maybe their clients or employees. Um, versus, you know, like employee to employee communication may have a different policy than employee to client may have a different policy than employee to person we don't know. Um, and then also for supervision, they just want to be able to see who's texting who. But from an end user, 
they can click um, in you know in on their Android phone or on their iPhone, select the name, click it, go. It all shows up that way. If in, incoming texts come in, it's the same thing. The phone vibrates, you know, uh, notification pops in with the name. We'll automatically get the name from the address book. Mm-hmm. All of those things. So yeah, it's 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 very smooth and very seamless. The the design team did a pretty bang up job on this one. Wow, so very exciting announcement, as you can tell. Just a lot of information that went out earlier this week. So if you'd like to learn more about hearsay messages, highly encourage you to take a look at the blog post and the press release that went out earlier this week. We'll include links to those documents in the show notes for the podcast. But uh, also you can uh, check in with your sales lead or your customer success manager and executives to uh, take a look at the product if you haven't already seen it because it's pretty dynamic and I think it's something that's gonna make a massive impact in the industry. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more and more from the field, not only those that are using it, but those that are having success. So thank you, Yasmin, for joining me today. Thank you, Victor. And thanks, Mark, for sharing uh, hearsay messages. Awesome, thanks, Victor. Okay, so as you can tell, everybody here at Hearsay Social is pretty excited about the rollout of Hearsay Messages. And I think the exciting thing about it is just the fact that for the course of this past year, I mean, we've been working on a number of different work streams. Uh, So my hat goes out to the folks in engineering and product that were working on some very tight deadlines, I think, to really arrive at being able to deliver to the market uh, the types of digital tools and assets that are really going to help them whether you're an agent, producer, a wholesaler, um, or financial advisor, the opportunity to really connect with your clients and prospects and having a the application of this predictive omni-channel suite, and every time I say that, just rolling off the tongue a little bit more, to really provide the advisor and agent community that ability to deepen these relationships through social media, through uh, advisor websites, through personalized email, and now text messaging. So I want to thank uh, both Yasmin and Mark for uh, joining me earlier and uh, sharing a little bit more of the story behind the story when it comes to hearsay messages. So coming up next week, uh, we invite Brad Auerbach from Facebook, who will be uh, joining me in a telephone conversation to talk about how uh, the financial services community continues to adopt Facebook as one of their preferred social networks to connect with clients and prospects. And we'll dive a little bit deeper on how uh, financial advisors and agents are using the Facebook promoted posts as well as the advertising platform to be able to cut through the clutter and really get the right kinds of messages to the right people at the right time. So stay tuned next week for that. As always, I highly encourage if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, suggestions, ideas, uh, please send me an email at onair at hearsaycorp.com or you can also find us on Twitter using hashtag HSOnAir. So this is Victor Gaxio. I thank everybody for listening and I look forward to talking to you next week when we invite Brad to the show. Take care.
This has been a Hearsay Social production, recorded in our state-of-the-art recording studios in San Francisco, California, the Great Golden State, seated at the watery edge of the majestic Pacific Ocean. We'd like to take this brief moment in the vast expanse of time to thank you, our listeners, for lending us your ears. For we understand that your time is precious. Like the most delicately crafted pearl cradled at the bottom of the sea. Truly, we hope to our most inner heart and soul that you'll consider joining us for next week's episode. But until then, Godspeed and follow us on Twitter 